now, time for seafood news. Welcome back to the Seafood News Podcast. I'm Erna Barry Seafood Market Reporter, Lauren Gastiglione, and I have some very exciting news to share. Superfood. No. <laughs> superfood. Super no, I like that. I am a superfood. I'm just going to give myself an introduction. Super it's me. I'm back. <laughs> I'm trying to be concise here. <laughs> seafood superstar Amanda Buckle is back from maternity leave after how many months have you been away? Uh, it seems like three. An eternity. Four, five. <laughs> You're like, it's been three weeks. <laughs> I am back and I'm not going anywhere <laughs> because I have zero PTO days left because these kids took everything from me. Yep. But I'm I'm very excited to be here as a superfood and <laughs> as a seafood superstar. <laughs> um, especially since there's so much going on in the, in the seafood world. You know, I'm like I completely missed like National Seafood Month. You know, that was a prime time to be here, but I, it was back probably now. the best seafood month in history of seafood month. I know. I'm just editing a story for uh, our quarterly reporter magazine now mm-hmm. and so keep an eye out for that because all our market reporters put a really in-depth uh piece on, uh, on national seafood month and i'm excited uh, to share with everybody yeah you got that right um so in our top story all right, moving just along down from to business all right thank, <laughs> moving along thank from, from miss superfood <laughs> in our top story september imports were released late last week Erna Berry COO and market reporter Jim Kenny reports that September shrimp imports came in at 162.9 million pounds, which is the first year-over-year decline since November 2020. The import figure was 1.3% below last September's 165.1.89 million pounds, and year-to-date imports are 1.4 billion pounds, which is up a little over 20% from last year. India was the top trade partner to ship more year-over-year with 31%, Ecuador, Indonesia, Vietnam, and Thailand all shipped less. India's 72.2 million pounds is a September record for the country. While shipments of shell-on and cooked fell, India increased shipments of peeled 75.3% in the month of September. India as a producer has increased year-over-year shipments for five straight months now, hopefully having put COVID-19 pressures in the mirror. Now, Jim also notes that interestingly, China and Bangladesh sent more shrimp to the U.S. in September, China sent 41.2% more, while Bangladesh sent 226.7% more. China still trails on a year-to-date basis, but Bangladesh has doubled shipments. The shipments from China are mostly in the breaded form, while the product originating from Bangladesh are shell-on peeled. And in other market news, fresh and frozen tilapia pricing has narrowed. Throughout the height of the pandemic, the tilapia market remained steadfast with wholesale costs largely unchanged and import volume unaffected due to the timing of the latest harvest cycle coming to an end as China was shutting down back in the first quarter of 2020. This allowed the U.S. supply of frozen tilapia fillets to be intact for the following months. This year, however, the struggles throughout the supply chain due in part by labor shortages, logistical issues, and increasing freight costs have allowed wholesale prices to continue to rise to new record highs while demand remains active on both the retail and fast casual dining fronts. As costs on frozen fillets from China escalate more rapidly than fresh product from Central and South America, the gap between wholesale prices has dramatically narrowed. Key industry players anticipate this trend to continue for the foreseeable future as demand is expected to remain strong into the holiday season and Lent following shortly after, two strong sales periods for seafood items in general. 
As frozen filet pricing converges with fresh, one major question raised is if frozen buyers and consumers will make a switch to fresh products. Product from China always held a strong value over competing origins, but now that pricing on product from China is increasing at a faster rate when compared to Central and South American tilapia. The switch to fresh could be an easy decision for some. While fresh filet import volume is only a fraction of what the U.S. imports uh, frozen from China, year-to-date frozen volume is the lowest on record since 2008, while year-to-date fresh imports have been improving for the past two years. Looking ahead, if uh, rising freight and burdensome logistical issues continue to put pressure on the market while demand remains intact, the industry could see a shift in import volume into the new year. Thanks, Lauren. It's good to know that you can do this podcast on your own. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Lauren's tilapia show. <laughs> it does have a nice ring right? to it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so uh, now for some company news. Uh, Premium Brands Holding Corporation confirmed the completed acquisition of Westmoreland Fisheries and made right specialty foods in their Q3 results. Westmoreland Fisheries is a New Brunswick-based leading processor, distributor, and market uh, of lobster products, and they sell to retail, food service, and distribution customers around the world. Meanwhile, Made Right Specialty Foods is a Pennsylvania-based leading manufacturer of customized and raw protein solutions for retail and food service. They have customers across Canada and the U.S. According to the company, the acquisitions occurred subsequent to September 25th, 2021, Their financial report states that they invested a total of $210.6 million, including $4 million of contingent consideration, in the business acquisitions of Made Right Specialty Foods and Westmoreland Fisheries. The company also reports Q3 revenue of $1.3 billion, representing 21.9%, or a $240.7 million increase, as compared to Q3 of 2020. Now, this has been a big year for premium brands holdings in regards to acquisitions, In January 2021, they, along with FNC Holdings Limited Partnership, completed their acquisition of Clearwater Seafoods. That same month, they also acquired a distribution company. And in February, uh, they added Starboard Seafood to their growing portfolio, followed by cold storage and logistics company Confederation uh, Freezers in March 2021, uh, seafood distributor C.H. Rich in April 2021, and food service distributor Mermax in June. In other company news, Aquabounty Technologies also released their Q3 report, which highlights their continued success with their genetically engineered salmon. The company announced that they have harvested 84 tons of GE Atlantic salmon from their Indiana and Rollo Bay farm sites, generating $402,000 in revenue from sales to customers during the third quarter. CEO Sylvia Wolf said that customer interest in purchasing their salmon remains high and continues to surpass their current ability to supply as they have been challenged by the labor shortages that have affected the food service industry, which currently limits the amount of salmon they can harvest and process below the farm's 100 tons per month capacity. We should have a drinking game on here or something. <laughs> Every time you say labor shortages or like or freight, freight costs <laughs> or logistical issues. Oh my Ayo. gosh, it's everywhere. <laughs> But um, so Wolf said that the company is working diligently to resolve their capacity constraints and look forward to onboarding more customers over the coming months as they move to increase their weekly harvest volumes to fulfill the strong demand. And I tell you, I'm interested in trying it. I want to do like a a taste test between wild, uh, wild farmed and genetically engineered. I think that's a great idea. Like, you know, just a blind taste test. Like Mm -hmm. I've seen that commercial where it's like ragu and like classic or something. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I wonder, I wonder if I would be able to, you know, to tell the difference. I'm curious. I think it'd be fun. I feel like by looking at it, I might be able to tell the difference. I don't know. I don't. 
I don't know. Let's let's. Uh... I feel like the wild caught fillets that I always get tend to be a little bit smaller. Mm-hmm. I don't know. We'll see. I think it would be interesting. All right, watch us eat. Yeah. <laughs> In other yummy news. GTFO, it's vegan. What a brand name. <laughs> I was like, should I say that out loud? <laughs> Has launched their own line of vegan sashimi, including tuna and salmon. And you've got to see the photos of their product. It looks like the real deal. So we'll add their <laughs> their fake salmon yes. into, our, into our video. We've got some homework. <laughs> so if you're not familiar with GTFO, it's vegan. But like seriously, <laughs> what, a, what a name. It's a mouthful, but it's, I mean, it's kind of funny. It's definitely something you remember. But there was so they're a vegan online retailer, wholesaler and distributor, you know, of, of vegan and plant based foods. Um, and they actually just recently launched. So, you know, that's why I mean, it's it's a new name. It's uh, they launched in May 2020, right at the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic. Right when things were still a little chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> um, and since then, they've grown to offer over 2,800 vegan and plant-based products across over 700 brands. Um, but, uh, yeah, this GTFO, um, GTFO is vegan. They came out with their own sashimi line, um, and it marks the most extensive line of vegan sashimi in the U.S. market. So president and co-founder Tanya Pierce said in a press release, the launch represents an incredible milestone in their efforts to introduce their own private label line of products under the Great Foods It's Vegan brand. She said that the launch showcases one of the many planned private label launches of vegan offerings in a rapidly growing yet underserved vegan and plant categories. The sashimi is created out of konjac along with tapioca starch and glucose from seaweed. And it's ready to eat right out of the package, just thaw, slice, dip, and as they say on their website, nom, 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 nom. It retails for $10.99 for an 8.11 ounce package. That's pretty cool. I think it's about time we restarted our Watch Us Eat YouTube series and try it out. And that does it for us. Thanks for listening to the Seafood News Podcast. See you back here next week.